Okay, hello, this is Jean MacDonald, the Midlife Midwife, and today I have the pleasure and privilege of interviewing Sue Williams, and we've been talking about her um, program, Authors on Tour, and she is known as the author advocate. But I want to know a little bit more about this Sue Williams. Who is she? How did she get here? How did she get there? So, Sue, if you're willing, are you willing to tell us about... Um, your former life, which I presume you had before you were doing this, and, and your journey, because most of our audience are midlife women, so they are aware themselves that their lives are changing as they hit the midlife transition, and they're very interested to hear about other people's journey, because it gives them hope and also useful information, sometimes, um, for their journey. So, tell us about yourself, if you will, Sue. Thank you. Um, Yes, I suppose the point to start with is um, I did have um, a career in the civil service and I was working in careers information advice and guidance for adults for over 20 years. And it got to the point where, as is often the case in government services, there, there was lots of restructuring going on and my job kept changing um, and things would start off, it'd be quite positive, and then there'd be another restructuring and everything would go back to pot and we'd be starting again. And things got to the stage where I kind of felt I was fading into the background. I, I like to say I felt a bit like the, the wallpaper <laughs> in the background because as my personality type, I'm, I'm quite a peacekeeper and... Um, and basically, a lot of change was happening around me, and it, it just got to the stage where I thought, I'm just getting lost, really, in, in all this. And so I was given the opportunity to take early retirement from work under one of these restructurings, which was great. And at the same time, it so happened that uh, my mum had been ill. My, di my dad had died the year before, and my mum had become ill straight afterwards. And within three weeks of my leaving work, she unfortunately died. And so I went through this whole process of kind of firstly thinking, who am I and what do I want to do? Because there was so much change around me, really. Those kind of constants in my life mm -hmm. had disappeared. And also, because I was going through this process of kind of clearing out my mum and dad's house and sorting through the attic and all this kind of thing. Um, I firstly kind of realised, gosh, it's like my father in particular had had this life that he'd not lived. So I found lots of things in the attic to do with his, his interests in soldiers, war games, um, different, different things that I, I hadn't actually had any idea that he was really that interested in because they were all, all these things were hidden away up in the loft. And also I came across this shoebox which had in it some cards and birthday cards and cards from the church from when I was about five, six years old, which I had no recollection of. And it was like one of them one of the cards from the church had a little poem on it, which was about when you enter the world so bright, you can, it was something like illuminating the darkness with your own little light. 
And all these things kind of made me think, as I think a lot of midlife women probably do when they're faced with, with change and loss and all that kind of thing, that I hadn't really, my fa like my father and mother, I, didn't, I felt, felt they didn't really achieve their potential because of the circumstances, really. Mm. And it was like, oh, you know, have, have I achieved my potential? And so I kind of embarked on this, this journey, um, which wasn't really planned. And <laughs> mm. um, I ended up, I ended up doing various things, you know, kind of, because I think part of it was trying to find something in my life to, if I'm honest, you know, like fill my time and to, to, to try and find that sort of spark, that enthusiasm, what, what lit me up, if you like. And I always remember going to this event where one of the speakers was extremely enthusiastic. It wasn't necessarily that I was, overly interested in the topic necessarily but it was like i remember sitting and listening to this speaker and kind of thinking wow you know they're just so enthusiastic about what they're doing and i went home that evening and i thought gosh i haven't felt so alive for ages yeah and it was really just having reflected back to me how energized people can be when they're doing what they love right so that was that was quite interesting really but there was a lot I think during the journey there was a lot of toing and froing um not really being sure kind of what I wanted to do and all this and at one and I and interestingly I was very resistant to the idea of writing mm. and at one point I was working with this very enthusiastic coach which was great and she said she said to me in advance of a session that I was going to have with her, she said, oh, I'm really excited. She said, there's something that I think will just be perfect for you. And I was like, oh, you know, what's this going to be? And I was quite a bit crestfallen when we had our call because she said, yes, what I think you should do is write the morning pages. And as I was, I was talking to you earlier, the morning pages is basically a from a book called The Artist's Way, uh, which is by Julia Cameron. And it's a creative process for when you get up in the morning, first thing, and you write three full sides of A4 about oh. anything and everything. So I thought, oh, no, it's writing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but because she was such an enthusiastic coach, I thought, I can't, I can't not do this. I, I thought, I'll give it a go. So I said to her, well, fair enough, I'll commit to it for, I'll commit to writing for, for a month and see how it goes. And I did, and I, I sort of got up in the morning, I was doing my half an hour. And after 10 days, my writing started to change. And it suddenly started to begin to rhyme. Oh. Not, I wasn't writing poetry as such, but within the sentences and everything, it was beginning to rhyme. And I, I was writing as well, unexpectedly, about, you know, knights in battle, swords flashing, metal crashing, and all this. So it was kind of a bit of a revelation. Mm. And from there, I did go on and, and, and write uh, poetry, and I did um, publish my own poetry book called I Am Unique. Mm. 
So this kind of, to me, illustrates that it can be as simple as committing to something and, and actually starting to write, which is what I was talking about earlier with you. Yeah. And it can be that it takes you in unexpected directions. So it's, it, it isn't, um, it's this whole thing where we can be very sort of blocked and put off because we think, oh, I can't do that, or I'm not good enough, or other people are better than me, or whatever. Because I think once it's about getting into that creative flow, um, and then you really find out whether or not you can you can write. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. And so um, that was your uh, you hadn't you hadn't started to write anything at that point for others. It was still just writing for yourself and maybe for your coach. Um, so you mentioned cards. Um, yes. earlier on. I know it was in another context, but it reminded me that you have produced a series of cards. And how did, when and how did that come about? Well, look, I, again, I think that's really quite fascinating that I found that card in the attic. And at the time, I had no sort of concept that I might publish my own deck of cards. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was, um, after I'd been doing the morning pages, um, I talked to this coach because she was putting on an event um, and her event was going to be called Believe in Your Dreams, Your Legacy, Your Power. Mm -hmm. And she was going to have multi-speakers. And I talked to her and I said, um, would you like me to perhaps coordinate a book? You know, we could share the stories of the speakers and it could be something to give out at the event and, and people will have, you know, kind of a, a memento of what, what their words of wisdom were. Mm -hmm. So she said, yes. And I was going to meet her one day, and I sat, before I went, I sat down at my computer, and this poem just flowed through me. Mm -hmm. And the poem was called Believe, and it started off, um, stand up, stand up, be bold, be strong. Your talent on a world stage truly does belong. You are a beacon, shining bright, birth to emerge, grow, and shine your inner light. And it, it kind of goes on from there, but it's interesting. The theme is very similar to this card in, in, the, in the attic. So to cut a long story short, the event and the, that book didn't quite happen for various reasons. But one of the speakers at the event um, had already written his story. And when the coach told me this, I said to her, I also went and found the poem and read the poem. Mm -hmm. And as I read the poem, I thought, this was a message to you. It's saying you should believe in yourself and you should write this book. Mm. So I said to the coach, I think, I think we ought to go ahead and do it. I said, we've got... Um, we'd got Floyd's story. I said, I'll do a story. You'll do a story. And I said, there are other people that I, I can bring on board. So I, I did the book. And one of the things that, again, was really quite interesting and unexpected was the cover design was kind of like a rainbow with a butterfly, um, you know, symbolizing transformation, that kind of thing. And I noticed after the book came out and I would, talk about it at networking events and things like this people often said oh i really like the cover and 
one person said to me, you know, I have the book by my bed. And she said, just looking at the cover uplifts me. Mm. And I think this is where the idea of doing the cards kind of came in because, because I thought, wow, if, if the image has such a positive effect on people, what about doing a deck of cards? So, so I used the image from the book cover as the back of the deck of cards, so it had the rainbow and the butterfly and everything on it, and then came up with phrases which can be used as journaling prompts. And, and as you know, I kind of post those in the, in the group, in your group, yeah, um, yes. and often put journaling prompts with the cards so that people can, if they want to, it's a question of if you want to, it's kind of like taking the message journaling prompts and just writing around it and again see where it takes you mm. and um so yeah so i produced the the deck of cards and had them made into an app as well at the time and they're on the website as well so people can actually go on and, and pick a card on my website there's a there's an app on there that they can use for free that's very good right that's brilliant yeah yeah so we, we, we've gotten your story to the point where you um, had started to assemble this first book um, along with the people following the event that didn't happen. So carry on from there, please. Tell us what happened then. Um, well, essentially, I, I published that first, that first book. And it's interesting what you're thinking about what motivation you have, because my motivation really... And my goal was to say, can I publish a book? Mm -hmm. And it was like, that's what drove me forward with it, really, more than anything. Also, I kind of, so it was a combination of a kind of concrete goal, if you like, can, you know, oh, can I publish a book? But also a kind of intuitive thing, because I had this phrase in mind that was, whoever's meant to be in the book will be in the book. Yeah. So as I went about kind of networking and meeting people and so on, it would be like if I felt it was appropriate to ask somebody, then I, I, would, I would ask them. And more often than not, I think there was only a couple of people that didn't end up in the book through that. So, and often, again, it's like I remember I had a chiropractor at the time and I said to her, you know, would you like to write your story for the book? Because she'd been in a car crash um and she'd had this sort of process of rehabilitation and um then she went back into chiropractic um which she you know obviously trained in before and when i asked her if she wanted to be in the book she said do you know people are always saying to me you should write your story yeah um, so kind of following my intuition was a big part of it as well yeah yeah and um yeah so basically that was the process really it was it, it was public so i you know published book one um the cards followed on i think about two years later um and then i published two further volumes of the believe stories the, the latest one which i did uh, in 2019 is called believe you can live a life you love at 50 plus that's the sort of thing i think that it's the intention of them really is just that they're an easy read that you can dip into. So, you again, where intuition comes in, you can even just flick the pages, come across the story, read that story, 
and take whatever is relevant from it for you. And also there are each each author is given three kind of hints and tips or little exercises that people can do that they feel work for them. Right. So, again, it's like building your sort of confidence and self-belief. That sounds brilliant. And, and I'd like to suggest that we, we put those titles on your page, your expert page in the Midlife Butterfly Club, um, because I think it's a very, very good starting point for people, both for their own journey and for own writing career, too. And that sounds lovely. And are you planning to do more of those books? I think I probably will do another one next year. I, I'm, I'm thinking it might be around the, the sort of midlife women age group again. Yeah. And um, perhaps to do with, perhaps slightly more slanted towards how they ensure they've got financial security oh, yes. as they go forward from that stage. That's the kind of story I'm thinking it, at this stage provisionally that I might be looking at. That sounds brilliant, Sue. Well, more power to your elbow for that. And um, maybe from we may get some candidates for when you're ready to do that from the Butterfly Club. Um, because I'm yeah, thinking yeah. that once again, because I'm still thinking about the poor people who, not poor people, but let's say the, um, the people who are at the stage, and which I was myself, saying, who am I to write? Who would want to read anything I wrote? You know, all those sort of rubbish things. And if someone comes along and says, look, here's a framework. You, you know, 2,000 words, tell your life story and so forth. Don't worry, I'll edit it. You know, presumably you don't put it in without, without um, the, the option to be able to tidy up if necessary and so forth. So it's a nice, safe space for them to do that very important thing of starting to tell their story. Some of them might not stop at 2,000 words and go on and write a book. A full, you know, a full side, but at this stage, there's no, there isn't that pressure of feeling what's the outcome got to be. It's because you've given them a nice, safe little box. In, all they need to do is fill that box. Well, that's that's right. Right. For the benefit of our listeners, the key, the key to all this change was you agreeing to write for how many days? 15 days? What, what did you say to your coach you would, you would do it, even if you didn't I, want I, it? I said I would write. I committed to write for a month because I thought I have to give it a reasonable length yeah, of time. Yeah. And I do, I do think, I do think sometimes we abandon things too, too soon. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. I might have, I might have sort of tried it for a week. In fact, if I had tried it for a week thinking about it, yeah. I would probably, and, and I had stopped then I wouldn't have got to the stage where the writing started coming out in rhyme. Yeah. Mm. It was about 15 days. Did you say? On the it was around 10, 11 days of yeah, into yeah. it that it started to change, yeah. yeah. So it's like a switch switched on, and at that point, out started to flow all this beautiful stuff, which you had no idea was there. It's yeah. a lovely, yeah. lovely story and a lovely illustration of, um, of how things can change and how um, people can make that breakthrough. That's fantastic. I'd just like to, I'd just like to tell you, actually, because um, very recently, um, I was... I was at an event for creative people, creative facilitators. And they asked us all to do a short presentation, about eight to ten minutes presentation about what we did. And I hadn't really thought about this until after I'd done it. But I thought, right, okay, I'll take, you know, obviously some of my books and I'll take my deck of cards. And I took them to the event and I had them in a shoebox 
and because it, it's great it's a great little shoe box because it has a canvas zip around um container with a handle on it all right and, yeah. uh, so so ideal for carrying you know books and um cards and so i did my talk i unzipped the container and i you know as i was talking i took my books out my cards at various points and everything and it was only that evening when i got home that i thought wow 10 years ago i went up into the attic and i found that old shoebox with the card in it which was about shining your light more bright and so on and i thought today i've just done a presentation with my books and my cards in a shoebox and i think the message for me there in a way was you never know where things are going to lead you but it's kind of about finding something that is like a, a bit of a guiding light you know like that little poetry card yes yeah. was it you know it kind of hit home it was very simple but it hit home the whole thing about shining your own little light and really i think part of the thing with the belief poem was it was expanding on on that very message you know mm. and incorporating some of my life experiences because some of it talks about having been squashed down ignored which is kind of where i was feeling in the work you know i was in the workplace and it was like going back there have been times when i've gone back to the poem or the card over the years and it kind of gets you back on track it kind of keeps you focused and it's like it was like the culmination of a whole 10 year cycle when i realized i've come from that shoebox and that card to this shoebox with my own stuff in it so that's a beautiful story too um well thank you so much and um it's a very good point to end because it's so inspiring Sue, that uh, you've made this journey and that others can do too and but it may not maybe the journey they go on may be nothing like that but nonetheless the inspiration for your journey will inspire them to do what's necessary to flick the switches um that bring about this um these uh, revelations uh, and realizations that can take them forward yeah so thank you once again sue for a lovely conversation and um i'll uh, hope to be talking to you again and, and certainly doing what we can to support and promote your marvelous work so you. you're welcome so um this is g mcdonald the midlife midwife signing off for now and until next time bye <laughs>